0: It's time for Kelly Can Help, hosted by Jeff Kelly, attorney at law with the law office of Jeffrey B. Kelly. And now, here's Jeff Kelly. Hello, this is Jeff Kelly, and today we're going to talk about how filing bankruptcy is not scary. A few weeks ago, I was at a large local hardware store, and I watched a young father and his three-year-old son walk into the store. I was in the light bulb section and they walked right up next to me. The father let go of his son's hand and the son slowly started to walk away. Now, I'm 50 years old and I've helped raise five kids and I've developed some kind of sixth sense where I can detect when a drama episode is about to erupt from a child. The three year old slowly walked away from the father. a group of Halloween decorative witches for sale, and one of the witches had a lifelike size and a button beside it that said, press here. I bet you can guess what happens next. After the curious little boy pressed the button, the witch came to life and let out some terrifying warnings along with some Halloween sound effects. As you can guess, the the little boy belted out some shrill screams. And he was shaking with tears. His good father rushed to his side and comforted him. Everything's going to be okay, said the good father. The witch is not real. She can't hurt you. You're safe in my arms. In much the same way, many people are as terrified of bankruptcy as that sweet little boy was of the fake witch. In my 22 years as a consumer bankruptcy attorney, I've seen some people do some crazy things to try to avoid the inevitable bankruptcy. Personally, I think the worst thing a person can do is drain the 401k retirement account to make payments on credit card debt until the funds run out. Your 401k is a protected asset. You get to keep all of it when you file Chapter 7 in 99.99% of the cases. It's frustrating to see people fruitlessly lose their retirement funds in an effort to avoid a clearly inevitable bankruptcy. Another common bad move to avoid bankruptcy is to pawn the title of a car. When you miss your payments of a title pawn, the title of your vehicle transfers automatically under Georgia law. And as a consequence of this automatic transfer, Chapter 13 is not going to save you from the clutches of a title pawn creditor. I want to talk a little bit now about more about this this fear of bankruptcy. My, My friend Richard James has a saying that goes like this Fear equals false evidence appearing real. And so, what I want to address now are the most common fears about bankruptcy that are not real. The most common fear is that lawyers are scary and not easy to talk with. And this is certainly not true about myself or the bankruptcy attorneys at my law firm. Check out our reviews on Google and you'll see this is true. We also have some testimonials as well on our YouTube channel. We understand and we're on your side. Another common fear is that you will never be able to get credit again after you file bankruptcy. Yes, Chapter 7 bankruptcy will stay on your credit for 10 years, and Chapter 13 will stay on your credit for 7 years, but that doesn't mean you can't get any credit during that time period. The, The truth is that most people have no problem at all obtaining credit once their bankruptcy case is completed. Just ask your friends, almost everyone has some connection to a friend or family member who has filed bankruptcy and recovered. If you were a lender, would you be willing to loan money to somebody who has a huge cloud of debt hanging over them and is going nowhere? Of course not. How about somebody who just completed their Chapter 7 bankruptcy and owes no one? If they had good income, how likely are they to obtain credit? Ask a car finance company because they make loans to people who have just obtained their Chapter 7 discharge all the time. Another irrational fear about bankruptcy is that some people believe that the trustee is going to come to their house. I have filed thousands of bankruptcy cases and I have never heard of a trustee going to a person's house to look at their stuff. There are always exceptions to the rule, but I'm sure it's a rare case. When Evander Holyfield filed for bankruptcy. He had millions of dollars worth of stuff. In his specific case, the trustee had a duty to inventory his household items. In contrast, most people don't possess anything of real, true, significant cash value. So what should you be afraid of? Well, personally, if you have financial problems, I think the thing you should fear the most is procrastination. If you put your head in the sand and ignore the problem, in Georgia, your creditors will obtain judgments against you. And in Georgia, they're going to use these judgments to completely clean out your checking account and take 25% of your paycheck. In addition, if you have a house, they will put a lien on it. Let's talk about some other fears. The court hearing. There's no need to be afraid of a court hearing. Currently, bankruptcy court hearings are virtual, and this reduces a lot of stress. This is about the only good thing I can think of that has come from COVID-19. Now, this may change once we find a cure for COVID-19 or the infection rate rate drops dramatically. But until then, I, I think this is the way it's going to be for the foreseeable future. Even the uh, signing the petition, we can do that virtually with a program called Zoom so you don't, you don't actually have to ever come to my office. You don't have to ever actually physically appear in court. The bottom line is this. If you have financial issues, you should take advantage of a free consultation and talk to a bankruptcy attorney as soon as you can. Call us today at 770-881-8449. Thank you. I am really excited to bring our very first guest on the show, an attorney that I have known for years, uh, Patrick Matson. Uh Welcome to the show. How's it going, Patrick? Uh, thanks, for,
1: thanks for having me, Jeff. Uh, it's a privilege. I'm, I'm the very first one. I, I can hardly believe that, that you would... <laughs> You would choose to pick me, but anyway, I appreciate it. It's it's good to be on. So, well, I I really want
0: my clients. We we have a lot of uh, former clients that you know sometimes are in need of a good personal injury attorney. So, you were one of the first people I thought of talking to because you know a lot of people they don't know about personal injury. Um, A lot of people will see commercial and you know. the person with the, the biggest ad. And, um, unfortunately I don't, I don't think that's always the best decision. Um,
1: so. Yeah, I I think that's right. I think, um, you know, unfortunately, um, for a, somebody who gets put into that position, um, you know, as far as somebody becoming a, A person that would be in need of a personal injury attorney, it's something that they've never had to deal with, or it's, uh, it's completely unexpected, right? I mean, you don't wake up in the morning. Um, that person doesn't wake up in the morning and say, well, you know, this is part of my schedule. I'm going to get into a car wreck today at uh, two 30. So, um, you know, it's completely unexpected, and it and it catches people off guard. And if um, you know, if it's if it's something that's more serious, in particular, uh, it, it certainly can um, create a lot of uh, let's just say seismic waves, um, whatever you want to call it, uh, maybe tidal waves in a person's life. And I I can
0: imagine uh, when you're in the middle of a crisis, that's, you're, you're, you're desperate and you, you might hire an attorney that you otherwise might not not in a normal circumstance.
1: That's right. That's right. That's absolutely right. And actually I, uh, it's not very uncommon for me to get a call from somebody here. Um, let's say locally here in Rome or wherever, um, and they have done exactly what you just said. You know, they hired the uh, billboard lawyer or the, the, somebody that they saw on TV. Um, usually those folks are down in Atlanta. And, I, you know, I'm not um, – I'm certainly not poo-pooing on any of those people. Um, I don't want to sound like that. Um, yeah, yeah, I understand. But, but that, that person will call in and they'll just, you know, they um, – you know, they've gotten into a situation where they've hired them and they, uh, you know, essentially are not that law firm is either not communicating with them or that the person doesn't know what's going on with their case. Um, any, any number of things. And so, yeah, I mean, people, people will, uh, hire, you know, essentially that lawyers advertising was successful in that it got the person to call them. But, um, yeah, I mean that happens quite a bit. And sure, so sure. People get people get into uncertain situations and they're and they're desperate and they, um, you know, and they do that. But they also call here too, and so we 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 get it both ways.
0: So what I, I'd really like for um, my listeners to to get to know you. So tell us a little bit, you know, about yourself personally. When did you know that you wanted to become a lawyer? At what point in life?
1: <laughs> That's a good question, Jeff. i I. You know, I certainly was not one of these types that, uh, say, yeah, I wanted to be a lawyer when I was 10 years old or whatever. Um, you know, I probably would have said at that time, um, you know, I wanted to be a professional baseball player or something like that, but that, that, um, uh, plan or that goal just didn't work out. Um, I, I know a lot of people can relate to that, but, um, you know the uh, i i essentially um started to get the um, i think the desire to go to law school um sometime right it was after i graduated undergraduate which uh went to the university of north carolina at charlotte uh had an economics degree uh started working in business and essentially you know was just trying to figure out what i wanted to to do with my life, and um, the law was something certainly that interested me at the time, and I just started to, you know, like a lot of other people, go through that process of where you're growing up and you're kind of trying to figure how to trying to figure out how to be an adult, right? And sure. uh, you know how what you're going to do with your life, and uh, I was just kind of at that point where you know I kind of had to make a decision and just really started hunkering down on doing research on looking at law school and what that would entail and you know what the law would entail and what that meant it was really something that interested me and so i've always been kind of like a, a learner type of personality i love to learn and i love to research and i like to uh you know really dive deep into topics and you know certainly this is a profession that allows you to do that so um, you know, that was a long process coming to that point where, you know, it was a several year process of coming to the point where I decided, yeah, I'm going to take the jump and uh, go to law school.
0: Excellent. Where, where did you go to law school?
1: Well, I went to law school in Virginia, uh, you know, Regent university, which is uh-huh. in Virginia beach. Um, I had the. Uh, good privilege of, uh, and blessing of meeting my wife there. Um, Wonderful. We, Emily Matson, who is actually my law partner. Um, she is the other half of Matson and Matson, which is the name of our firm. We're here located in downtown Rome. Um, she is the other half of our law firm. We met actually when we were in law school and she, um, she was a year ahead of me and so she graduated a year ahead of me she came back here this is before we got married um she came back here started working at a local firm here in town and uh i still had another year up there and came came back here i actually grew up in georgia i'm from roswell georgia which is a suburb of atlanta okay and so i wasn't that far away and so you know maybe a year or so after i graduated school we got married in 2008 and um approximately 2010 we um you know started our law firm you know the old saying the necessity is the mother of invention and (laughs) we uh you know, kind of There, in some ways, the start of our law firm, us going out and taking the step to hang our own shingle was, uh, you know, born out of necessity. Let's just say that I won't I won't bore you with all the details, but it, um, it she was coming out of that firm, uh, this local firm here in Rome. And I had been working for a couple of Superior Court judges here in Floyd County. Yeah, uh, had had the good privilege of having that job uh, coming out of law school. Learned a lot uh, working in the courts, and but knew that I wanted to go into private practice. And um, you know, if you can remember 2010, this is like that's like post Great Recession, right? You know, right, so right. there weren't a lot. There weren't a lot of law firms that were hiring at the time. Let's just say that. Sure. And, sure. And again, now, so that's kind of, that's kind of the genesis of our firm. Um, going, it's really going back to 2010, Jeff. And so we've, we've been together ever since, and we're located here in downtown Rome. Wonderful.
0: So now you've got some unique legal experience from that clerkship job, correct? I mean, what, what type absolutely. of stuff did you see in a courtroom?
1: Well, I'll tell you the, you know, the most valuable thing for me as a lawyer, um, was the, I'll tell you the things that probably the most valuable was seeing how judges do things, um, and how they process, like what's on their schedule. Judges have super, super busy schedules, and uh, as you can imagine, you know, the time that we're in right now with, um, you know, the shutdowns, and you know, the shutdowns have affected the courts as well, not just. know, um, private businesses, but the court systems have been dramatically affected by, um, you know, the COVID situation and all of the shutdowns. And essentially what that's created is it's created a a giant backlog. And so, um, you know, our superior court judges, we've got four superior court judges here in Floyd County. I'll just use that as, as an example they're going to have a huge backload of uh, cases that they're going to have to deal with. Um, and they're, they're doing a fantastic job of uh, coordinating all that and trying to get it to a place, uh, where they can uh, get the engine, uh, running again, so to speak. And they're already doing that in a lot of respects, but there, there are other things that they've been, um, you know, caught up in that have, you know, again, caused them to be backlogged. So, but going back to what we were talking about, I think the the, probably the biggest thing that, um, one of the biggest things was just seeing how judges handle things, how they look at cases. Um, and I just knew that if I was going to be a private practice lawyer and I was you know, practicing in front of those judges, um, which is what I do. I, I, you know, I primarily practice in superior court, state court, things like that. Um, you know, I want to know how it was just, you know, um, fantastic experience i would say seeing how judges uh you know the type of work that they expect lawyers to produce for the court what they because you know as a lawyer as you know you're an officer of the court and you know you're you're held to you know a lot of standards that um you know that there are expectations of uh how you have to come in and you know present somebody's case or represent somebody in a case. So uh, I think learning how judges deal with things and how they, uh, what their expectations were was certainly invaluable.
0: Yeah. And on that, along those lines, do you feel like, you know, since you've had so much time in court and and you've had that experience that it, it, it gives you an edge over, let's say, well, you know, I've noticed a lot in, you know, even in the the bankruptcy world that you you'll have these you know large Atlanta firms that hire these young associates that are green as grass. They've got no experience and you know like uh, all of my associates every one of them they're they're more than 8 years of experience. They they know everything there is to know about bankruptcy. And I would imagine in personal injury um Having that experience of knowing your way around a courtroom and, and knowing what to file would give you a huge edge over, you know, say, some TV huge TPPI firm that's just basically hiring lawyers straight out of law school, they're green as grass and have no clue what they're doing. Would you agree with that?
1: Well, yeah, I mean, I, I think that there certainly is uh, truth to what you're saying there. Um, the you know, so, certainly the ones that you know. I don't. I, I'm never on the other because I. My practice is, uh, as you said earlier. You know, I'm. I'm a hundred percent focused on representing plaintiffs in personal injury cases, and that 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 those are individuals who have suffered injury because of some other person or. Uh, some entity, uh, let's say a business has either actively done something to injure them or they've failed to do something that they were supposed to do uh, that leads to my client getting injured. So I'm uh, the ones that you see advertising on the billboards, they're doing the same type of work that I am. So I'm never on the other side of them. Um, But the, you Know, yeah, uh, let's just say you got to start somewhere, you know, because I was in that place too at one time where, um, I, I but again, going back to what I was saying earlier, you know, I certainly had the um the good fortune of having that background, uh, working for a couple of judges, um, but I will I will also say this though, Jeff, as a, you know, when I when I started doing personal injury work, you know, if I got into a more complex case, you know, I would associate a, uh, because it can be very complex cases. Let's just say that. (laughs) Uh, Procedurally. And, you know, if you don't make the right move or you don't file the right thing, you know, you can, you know, the case can be, can be lost. Um, And so, you know, if I got into a more, this was at the beginning of my career when I started doing, these type of cases. If it was a bigger case, and I knew that it was going to be more complex, I would associate a a lawyer that I knew um, would, you know, would would walk through the you know that they had the experience to do, to deal with any of those issues. I, I didn't just jump out there, you know. <laughs> you know, thinking that I was going to uh, completely handle it myself. Because again, you know, the complexity of these things, you know, I've been in cases, Jeff, where the, um, you know, the litigation has gone on between the time that the case got filed and the time that the case actually uh, ended was almost six years. So you can imagine how much stuff with documents, work product um you know just different things that get exchanged and motions that get filed that's a lot of stuff going on in a case like that so um yeah certainly at the beginning of my um career doing personal injury cases i would i would associate other attorneys on cases if i um if i needed to but i'm at the point where i don't do that anymore the um so the experience factor sure that's that's hugely important and uh having the background with working in the courts fantastic let me just tell you the other thing that's fantastic and that is you know i I, my law partner is my wife now we not do the same areas of law um, she she works in a different area of law which is great um, <laughs> I don't think we would be able to handle it if we were doing the same thing but um, you know I, I'm not sure let's just say that but uh, the, it's good to have her um, you know her legal mind to uh, bounce stuff off of and you know ask her opinions on things and you know certainly just this week you know she gave me her advice on something, and it turned out to be, you know, the correct advice. And so, um, you know, based on some research that I did, I followed up with it, and it's like, yeah, that's exactly what she said. And so, it's good to have that person in your corner uh, who's not only like a, a you know, a cheerleader, but also is somebody there that you know can you can bounce stuff off uh, legally and say, what's your opinion of this? And so uh you know experience experience is helpful, and as you know you know being in this profession, you build networks uh with other lawyers, and so i've got networks of other lawyers like all over the state you know yes. basically all over all over the country practically yeah where if if I get into a situation you know i can because again you know the cases can take a, can be very complex depending on what you're dealing with, and so you know you you there are times where you just have to say what you have to ask other lawyers and say, what do you think about this? You know, and sure. Um, sure. Yeah. That's just part of what we did.
0: Yeah. I've always felt like your experience clerking for superior court judges is just incredible. Cause I, I can remember very early on in your career, you know, I, I practice only in, uh, in bankruptcy court. That, that's that is the sole focus of our firm but every now and then we we get tripped up and have to wander into superior court and i would i would call you and uh you know ask you what kind of crazy cockamamie motion do i need to come up with here and, and and you've you've always had an answer um so i've always felt like that that gives you a huge edge over your competition that you you know your way around a superior courtroom front ways, sideways backwards and forwards and if you don't know you you know the person to call to, to find out
1: um, right right, right, yeah, I mean, I think our profession jeff it's you know um it's uh it's y- you as a lawyer um what you know and how you know to what how you know what you know um is your intellectual property right, i mean and that's it, that's not something that belongs to the general public uh and it's taken you years uh, to accumulate the knowledge that you have, or to accumulate the knowledge that I have to to um, you know to move a case and to make it successful. Um, and you know that that's our intellectual property is to to know exactly what type of steps you have to take to you know to maneuver through the legal system and. The um anyway, yeah, that that's just you know, it's something that you just build up through experience and time and uh it becomes your intellectual property. And it's um you know, so and that's one of the reasons that I decided um probably 2013 you know I had been doing personal injury cases uh, between 2010 and 2013 I did other types of law I mean I did family law did some uh, criminal defense things like that just kind of like a general practice um, but also was doing some, some personal injury and that that was the time when I decided to make the leap to completely go 100% into personal injury practice because it's just too deep of a knowledge subject and the the type of things that you have to know it, you know, do you really want somebody, um, that's a specialist basically.
0: Absolutely. Excellent. Well, Hey Patrick, I appreciate you taking the time to come on the show and, uh, I look forward to getting the word out there about you and I, I hope you get a lot of, a lot of good clients.
1: Jeff, I appreciate it. I appreciate what you're doing. I look forward to hearing uh, your your uh, radio. I guess you're doing this on radio, huh? So, yes, sir. Um, yeah, that's good. To, I'll, I'm looking forward to hearing and I hope you have uh, great success with this. And I, kn- I know you've had so much success with your practice. And, um, you know, the, certainly any time I ever – anybody ever mentions something about bankruptcy or whatever, I always point them to you and to your law firm. Cause I know that it's, you know, they're going to get taken care of, uh, they're going to get treated well and they're going to get, you know, quality representation. So,
0: well, thank you, sir. I appreciate you, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. You have a good one. Yeah, thanks, sir. You've been listening to Kelly Can Help with Jeff Kelly. Reach out to the law office of Jeffrey B. Kelly today by phone 706-295-0030 in Rome or visit kellycanhelp.com.